Welcome to Radically Transparent, the number one podcast for the modern day marketer, presented by Octopost, the only social media and employee advocacy solution architected for B2B. Each episode shines a light on the inner workings of B2B leadership, including what keeps successful CEOs, CMOs, and VPs up at night professionally. The conversations are real, raw, and authentic, all while revealing the unfiltered, not-so-known truths of today's most interesting marketers. Introducing your host, Jennifer Gutman. Hello, world. My next guest has almost two decades of experience leading people operations within global telecommunications, networking organizations of all sizes, and merges and acquisition experience. Her passion is culture building. And if you search for her on LinkedIn, and I highly recommend you follow her, you will see she is a great believer in people, relationships, and a true advocate of trust and transparency in the human resources arena. Please join me in welcoming Maya Sweary, VP of HR here at Octopost to the show. Maya, are you ready to get radically transparent with me? Of course. (laughs) I love that answer. It's the best part of the show. You see a little nerve maybe coming up, but then we kind of iron that through. So what I want to do, I find your background fascinating for multiple reasons, and we're going to get into it on this show. Um, But before we started this interview, I was looking at your LinkedIn profile and I was hoping you might be able to give us a brief, and I'm going to say brief because with two decades worth of experience, I know that this could be a whole other show. So if you could give us a brief look at your professional background and how you actually found yourself as VP of HR here at Octopost. Um, Actually, my... Professional experience uh, is way back to my five years of the military service uh, here in Israel. Uh, and my first jump into the tech water was at uh, 07 for a, a startup company. And ever since I worked with startups and they were acquired and all the things had changed and, uh, and it's amazing. And after that, my last role was entering a rapid growth stage uh, company. And when I heard about Octopost and the product and the culture here, uh, I knew this is going to be a super interesting adventure to be in. Well, you've definitely joined at the right time. Um, and I think what's interesting is you mentioned you got your start in HR, you know, with, within the, the military uh, here in Israel, which is very fascinating. And just kind of thinking back from the time you got your start up until this day, I'm sure a lot of things in the industry has changed. Um, a lot of the way we do things have changed, right? <laughs> I think a lot of times we're more digital than we were probably, you know, five years, even 10 years ago. So I'm curious to know, as a VPHR, what is actually keeping you up at night professionally? Um, yes, the world has changed and uh, different uh, industries work in different ways. Um, but uh, here I'm only uh, almost two months at Octopost. And uh, what keeps me professionally up at night is actually HR assessment, infra- infrastructures, and I see how it circles and it impacts the employee culture that mm. I'm trying to reinforce. Because when you grow fast and you change, there are always things that change in the culture and you want to shape it as best as you can. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I can imagine right? Coming in to an organization as VPHR, looking at the infrastructure, 
you know, with such expertise, there's a lot of things that need to be changed. But how do you go about it? As you said, you know, changing at the right time, at the right speed, definitely a challenge. So you mentioned something, right? How kind of what, what, when you're looking at the infrastructure, how it's impacting company culture and company culture is a term. If we go on LinkedIn, if we're talking with our peers, we're always hearing about it. Like when you're looking for a new job, you're always asking yourself as a candidate, right? Like, well, what's the company culture like? So everybody's talking about company culture, but I think what people are talking about less is how do you actually create and nurture an authentic and positive company culture that not only continually grows the talent that you have, right? Because you worked hard to, to get that talent and, and grow it, but also attracts the ever-changing talent that you're going to need as you grow. Um, it's a simple and complicated answer to that because culture is around everything you do. It's from uh, how the company is held on a day-to-day basis, how it's perceived on second and third degrees of separations, the rumors, the things that people speak of a company and people in the company. And uh, it must be authentic. You can't decide one day that this is the new me, the new us. It should be actively acted. And if it's not authentic, it won't last for a while. And if you won't walk the talk, it will show and it will make you unreliable. And that's a whole different story that you don't want to be in when you're building a culture. Definitely agreed. Um, Now, in terms of company culture, what's interesting, and we hear a lot in our industry, is the term employer branding, right? And I think as we entered 2022, employer branding for both marketing and HR has become forefront of a lot of conversations that are taking place. But it's not so simple, right? So we're going to get into what it is and what it means. But at the most highest level of thought, right? And in your opinion, where should employer branding actually sit? Should it sit in marketing or does it belong in HR? Um, in, as I see it, employer brand should be marketing used by HR. Therefore, in general, it can sit in both departments, mm-hmm. but it depends on the persona. If the employee brand person is marketing oriented, he will benefit from sitting at HR, managed by HR, and understand the client and the culture that uh, he's driving. But if it's a person uh, that comes from HR orientation, the organization and this person will benefit from sitting at marketing because he will know best practices and how to implement, mm-hmm. how he knows how to groom a culture into marketing tools. Hmm. So how do you distinguish or, or what's your best piece of advice to distinguish, right? Like where that person or, or who should own it? Is it more just kind of understanding who's going to own it and seeing where they're stronger, what background they come from? Or is it like a dotted line? Like, you know, the, the it, like how, how does, how would it work? <laughs> um, it says that the organization have the flexibility to decide. Mm-hmm. I think in years from now, it will change and it will be a different department uh, in between. But for now, we would vote for a dotted line to the other department. Okay. So they do need to be quite connected and, and working together. 
Which kind of leads me to my next question, right? And we kind of hinted, right? Employer branding, we know is popping up more and more. We go on social media and we see that organizations and employees are talking about the story of their organization or what's behind the people of their organization. And so because we're seeing that more and more, and oftentimes marketers do include that in their marketing strategy, put aside marketing, put aside kind of that, where should it actually sit? But in the eyes of an HR professional, how do you define employer branding? Um, I think uh, employer branding is how to showcase everyone your theme, how mm-hmm. the company behaves on a day-to-day, what mm-hmm. people will say about you when you are not in the room and what the second and third degrees of uh, separation from your company will say about you. Interesting. So, so with that being said... Right. And it's important, right? Because when you think about like reviews on Glassdoor or when you think about, right, like what people are saying about your brand when you're not in the room, that's important and it needs to be good. (laughs) So you need to be able to showcase that, right? (laughs) Yes. It must be good. And it's not only about the company, it's about the people in the company or even sometimes past employees of the company. Mm. You can hear a note. I don't know this company, but I know Illumina of the company. And he is like this and that. And he was very successful. He was this there. And this correlates in what people think about your company. When the company not always have a word to say there. Don't have a standpoint on that conversation. You know, I didn't even think about that. But you're right. So often when I look at different companies, I'm not necessarily looking at the brand itself, but who's actually working there. And if I've had a good relationship with them, I automatically assume that's a good company because of the person that's there. And that's actually, that's something, you just taught me something live on this show because it's not something I've ever actually put thought into. But now after this, I'm going to be challenged to think through our strategy a little bit. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> like a love <laughs> I think that this is the HR theme and that's why I'm saying it's HR theme and it's HR doing because uh, in HR, in recruitment, you decide to come, you shape company culture. And when you decide to let someone go, for example, how you do it and who you decide to do it is also say something about your culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so important. So listen, I know you have two decades worth of experience in HR and I wish that this show could be hours long because I have so many questions for you, right? Because there's this stigma, right? There's always this stigma with employees in HR. It's like, oh, do we trust HR? What can, and here you are getting radically transparent with us today on the show, which I'm so excited about. But what's one thing that you know now about employer branding that perhaps you wish you had known a year ago? And then in that, how might of what you've learned would have helped you do your job differently? Um, I think that uh, in perspective of employer brand, uh, many HRs and me included have many tools to learn and how to and best practices that we know what we want to say. We don't know how we want to say that. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, I'm still learning to be radically transparent with you. Uh, but I think I know better today what I don't know than I've known last year. Interesting. 
Okay. So I'm going to throw a radically transparent question at you, right? Because I've got you on the show and because so many of us marketers are wondering what on earth, (laughs) what on earth goes on inside of an HR's head? We want to know what is one thing or a few things that you wish us marketers knew about your job? Um, I think that the marketers should know that HR have many layers in it. And this is something actually that not always all of the employees are aware that a lot of the HR work is done on the surface with you leaders in the, in the circle. And it's always something that the employees and marketers are not aware. And one thing I would I would want marketeers to know, Mm -hmm. uh, referencing employer branding, is that uh, they should come to HR and fully understand and get HR collaborating with them on how to do it. Because sometimes marketing, you know, amazing product brand and all the marketeers work about the product, but they are lefting out a whole arena of HR and people and trust and relationships because they know how to, but they they are lacking the what. Okay. Okay. So how, again, from the chair of an HR VP, when marketers are approaching you or, you know, CMOs or VP marketing is coming your way, what are some of the best things that you've seen for collaboration? Is it like weekly meetings, monthly meetings? Like, how do you work together with the marketing team or how should the marketing team work together with HR to really impact the story of the employer brand and, and what's actually going on in the organization? Um, I think that uh, it should start by uh, a very candid and transparent conversations about the organization and the value proposition, the pain points of the organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it should continue to building a methodology. No, it won't be the same in any organization as I see on the what and how to. And I think that uh, in time it can be very short bi-weekly meetings on what to do and what's next and what's the next project. Mm-hmm. But at the beginning there's a lot of time that needs to be invested on building those infrastructure. Yeah. And I think most of all trust. Yeah, that, I think that that's a hard one, right? Because, because in some ways, marketing and HR, marketing is telling the story and HR really knows people, right? And so you have to trust one another that those are the, the expert categories of each individual role, but how do you bring those together and trust, kind of trust that process or trust, right, that they're working for each other and not necessarily against? And sometimes it's opening the kimono and really being very, very fragile to the other department. Because to talk about the pain points for each other, for example, to another uh, department in the organization is always uh, very fragile. And for marketing to share their pain points on how to and budget and how they work their way can be also very intimidating. Makes sense. So listen, I'm getting down to the last question. Um, and it's actually my favorite question of the entire show. And one thing I will say 
if anybody listening to this podcast is looking for some inspiration, Maya has such fantastic analogies. She posted the other day about taking the plunge and, you know, uh, sinking or swimming in an organization and just going for it. So if you're looking for some motivation on, you know, just bringing your best self to work, I would definitely give her a follow. So with that said, though, Maya, what is one thing you can tell us about yourself that we actually can't find out on your LinkedIn profile? Um, that I love to sing ah. actually. When, yes. <laughs> when I was young, you know, in my middle school, I had vocal lessons and, uh, I hope to have time for it, uh, later when my schedule will allow with uh, family and work and everything. But, uh, this is something that, uh, I truly love. So I believe that I will return to it one day. So perhaps you're suggesting as part of Octopus company culture, there may be a future preview of Octopost the musical, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> One uh, never knows. <laughs> you never know. Maya, thank you so much for getting radically transparent with me. If anybody would like to continue the conversation, whether it's an HR professional or a marketeer, um, where's the best place to reach you to connect? Um, I think LinkedIn mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Facebook, if someone... Uh, once, uh, but uh, I think that for those conversations, LinkedIn will be the best place to start with. Fantastic. So we're all going to find you over on LinkedIn. Maya, thank you so much. And I look to have thank forward to having you back real soon. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Radically Transparent podcast brought to you by Octopost, the only social media management and employee advocacy platform architected for B2B. I'm Jennifer Gutman, your host and director of social strategy here at Octopost. And if you love today's show, we'd love if you subscribe, rate, and give a raving review wherever you get your podcasts. For more discussion on B2B social media marketing, be sure to follow Octopost on LinkedIn. And of course, to gain access to all our free social media marketing and employee advocacy resources, head on over to our website, www.octopost.com. Until next time.